0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Fan with the Flagship Fan Bite podcast. I am Steven Strum once again here this week to tell you to make wear sure sunscreen. That you brush your teeth every
1: night. What's up? And that's it. <laughs> I said wear sunscreen.
0: <laughs> oh, to wear sunscreen. Yeah. I have teeth brushing on the brain because I had a dentist appointment tomorrow which I just canceled about 10 minutes before this podcast started. So. <laughs> oh, uh, you need your teeth though. I do need them teeth, but I don't know that I wanna deal with like the whole teeth in the quarantine thing.
1: Oh, do you wanna know what they do? Cause I just went to the dentist last week. Yeah, it went well, first last off week can I all. say that you're th- that is the voice of Nikki Grayson, Social Editor Plus for uh fanbite.com. Nikki, go ahead. Yeah, hey, that's me. Um so what I did is I walked in. Well, first I had to text the doctor, or I had to te- text the receptionist. Um, when I pulled into the parking lot Then she was like, you can come in now So then I walked in And they were like, don't walk any closer And then a person came with the thermometer gun And then did my temperature And then did my pulse, uh, my blood oxygen With the finger, with the Wii yep. vitality sensor Yep. Um, and then I was allowed to go in And then I had to like step through Like an electrostatic curtain thing <laughs> um, And then I sat down And then the Hygienist was wearing uh, goggles, a face mask, and a mask, like yep. a face shield and a mask. Yeah. And then she got and then she got in there.
2: Uh, clean, clean my
1: teeth. That's so... exactly
2: that's exactly what uh, we wear as EMTs right now as well.
0: And the yeah. person wearing that as an EMT is Danielle Riando, editor in chief of Fanbyte.com. How are you doing?
2: I'm I'm good. I actually went to the dentist last week too. It's very similar, very, very similar kind of deal, but we did not have uh, the parking lot part uh, because there's no parking lots in New York. (laughs) Do
3: you know know why you go to the dentist every few months? Why is that? Why? Well, well, who tells you to go to the dentist every few months?
1: Oh fuck, the
3: dentist. The dentist. (gasps) Oh shit.
2: It's a PSYOP by Dentist Society.
0: Uh, here to tell us about dentists and 5G with the conspiracy theory of the week is one. <laughs> Merrick K., features and trending editor of FanBite.com. How are you yeah. doing? Hey,
3: what's up? I'm starting a cult. It's called The K
0: Hole.
3: Um, <laughs> Beyonce has like the beehive, and this mm-hmm. is, yeah. I've, I've got the K Hole. And mostly we talk about 5G and um, how dentists are a scam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not They're really, installing though. I Installing the mean, 5G listen, into your teeth. That's right. what it comes like, from. Like, listen, I don't. It's fun to talk about conspiracy theories and stuff, but like, um, you should go to the dentist. 5G is real, though. 5G, <laughs> <Five, yeah. laughs> <If> that <laughs> <one's> like <laughs> real. the dentist conspiracy—that's a fun joke that I did. But the 5G thing is real. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm, I guess at that point, like, I do have to go see the dentist, and also they will put 5G into my teeth, like a transmitter. Oh 5G yeah, transmitter. No, it's in just those a fillings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, I mean, brace that's- face.
2: Brace
4: face. Yes. Yeah.
0: The TV series that everybody, I'm sure, remembers.
1: Um. I hadn't been to a dentist in two years before oh. I went. Now, that's that's week. longer than I would go. Well, it's just because I kept... So, okay. So, I'm still on my mom's insurance because I'm a child. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know how to make it like a dentist appointment. And I didn't want to go through the process of figuring out how to do that. So when I missed the first appointment two years ago because I missed mm-hmm. the teeth cleaning because I had work, I like never really figured out how to like make a new appointment until um, my wisdom teeth started hurting, and I was like, I guess I have to figure this out two calendar years after. Um, uh. And then I went in, and then they were like, "Your teeth are fine." And I
4: was like, <laughs> "Wait, did your
1: teeth stop hurting?" Well, yeah, my mouth doesn't hurt anymore, but they were like, "Yeah, we should probably take the wisdom teeth out." So well, I have to get those taken out. Those yeah.
0: two seem like conflicting statements. Your teeth are fine. Also, you have to go through yeah, yeah, one yeah. Of the, the most one, horrifying okay, procedures. Yeah,
1: yeah. The one. Okay, let me let me rephrase. The teeth that are out of my skull, mm. those ones are fine. The okay. ones that are still inside do need some assistance. <laughs> uh,
3: so, uh PSA dental insurance is uh, not worth it. If you are a freelancer, uh, if you get dental as part of a job, that's great. But like, don't get dental insurance. Trust me, I've been through this pretty Um, recently. It's kind of, yeah. It's like, it seems like a good idea, but the list of things that it covers, is usually like not as expansive as you would think. Mm. And this is someone, I'm speaking as someone who has had a lot of adult dental work done. Mm. Um, Sure. I had Invisalign a few years ago. Oh, sure. Ah. Um, also, have y'all ever had your teeth whitened?
1: No, mm, prof- not professionally. It's, I get uh, those like Crest white strips sometimes. Yeah. Uh,
3: so I did it one time like a year ago, and uh, that's weird. Yeah. Because basically, you have to sit there um, and like not really move for like an hour. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. And uh, what you can do though is read, sort of. So like, I had my um. My Kindle and like you're sort of like looking up because this machine is like beaming fucking UV light to activate this oh, shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like holding my Kindle above my head, like trying to read, yeah. um, in this like darkened room with uh, <laughs> with lasers going into my face. Now, did it work? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, yeah. If you get your teeth whitened professionally, like it works. The thing is, uh you are basically bleaching bone. So uh, yeah. Yeah. You, if you do it too often, it does start to strip the enamel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, mm. it also, it also depending on, so like I, there was a period of time where my enamel was soft and it was Ooh. because I was doing the Crest white strips too uh-huh. frequently. Oh cause no. Cause it just turns your, it's like the chemicals are just so strong. Yeah. That you gotta just, like, watch it. It just turns your enamel into putty. <laughs> Yeah. Oh.
0: What if I did it like once? Oh, yeah, yeah like, that's it, fine. The professional. It's like- no, no, no. The oh uh, yeah,
3: cross white strips are so are not that strong. I don't think so. It's going to take a while before you start seeing any damage.
0: I, yeah. I do like the version of reality where I don't go for my regular dental te- checkup on time because I'm worried about the virus, but also right. am totally willing to go and have my teeth white. <laughs> I, I love that in the you. mall. Well, they're not
3: really there for that long, though. You're just sort of sitting on your own, <laughs> vibing in a room. Um, but yeah, you got it because teeth are another thing uh, that you know, your teeth, your teeth are wrong. Your teeth are bad. They're the wrong color. They're the wrong shape. Uh, mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta take care of those outside bones. Yeah. You, I, yeah. you
1: either have too many or not enough teeth.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're the wrong shape. They're the wrong color. And um, look at look, it's disgusting. And uh, it's disgusting. no one will want to play video games with you in the same room uh, <laughs> now, if you have those teeth. Now, Merritt, I I do want our listeners to
0: know that this is maybe a bit, and not necessarily. This is maybe how some people. I'm I'm guessing you. Oh, I'm I'm very sorry.
3: Uh, No, I am sorry. If you uh, have difficulty parsing sarcasm, because I know some people do, this is a bit. I think it's bad that there are all of these standards of, like, yeah, 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 yeah. how just yeah. people's bodies are treated as disgusting and need to be fixed and de-haired and, like, cleaned up and whitened and... Yeah, it fucking well, sucks, Well, I will guys. say... Yeah. I will
1: say... No, wait, hold on. I will say that if your teeth have hair on them, you should go get Oh, that, that
3: seems bad, yeah. That no.
1: you should go <laughs> get checked. But that's, the rest of it...
3: That's, that's like kind of
4: a
1: horrifying Steve image.
4: In uh-huh. body
3: bags. In
4: t- I've never
3: seen... I'm not familiar.
4: yeah?
0: T- can you can you weigh in on any of this as a medical professional?
2: I sure can. Uh, which part? Body bags? Yes, yeah,
0: the, the filth, <laughs> Yes, the John Carpenter film, Body Bags, <laughs> starring <laughs> Stacy Keach and Mark Hamill. Can you weigh in on hair-based aliens? Heard of this movie? Uh, uh, it's like an anthology movie. I don't know. If, actually, know if John Carpenter yeah, directed it? Yeah, it's on you Shutter.
2: Can't. It's on Shudder. I oh. think uh, Carp- yeah, Carpenter directed, he may be in it for like he a few minutes. He's yeah, like the yeah, Crypt
0: Keeper-like yeah. character in, right, in right, this Right,
2: right, right, yeah. I would like to watch this, actually. Well, I that's think it might be on my Shudder list. list. I might yeah. be
0: getting the names of some of the actors wrong. I do get Body Bags, Creepshow, and Creepshow 2 mixed up frequently. Mm. <laughs> that's, well. a, that's just on me.
2: Uh, when you first come across a dead body in the field, uh, it's not in a bag yet. It is just wherever the person died.
1: Right. Oh, uh, so the bag, the bag comes after. Legitimately,
2: no. one of the first things you have to do is uh, check for rigor mortis, so you check their
3: mouth and their teeth.
4: Oh. Well, as I understand yeah. <laughs> it,
3: when you die, what happens is that your body sort of dissolves and you leave behind a box Containing <laughs> everything that you were holding or carrying at the time, sort of and then if someone does, if someone does scan that with their smartphone and then go to like this beacon, then um they can bring you back from yeah from death yeah.
2: right oh uh, yeah that's how it works that's uh, technically how how it uh, how it works you have to be we just like haven't a- found
3: the beacons yet if we could just find the beacons we could bring people back to life that's all we gotta do the beacons that's why we're trying to go to the moon
2: oh. right.
0: I'm, I'm looking at the cast for Body Bags right now. Good. Um, I was correct. It was Stacy Keach is in the hair thing, and Mark Hamill is in the eye thing. Uh, also starring Twiggy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Roger, good. Yeah. Roger Corman is in this as an actor. Perfect. Um, no? We've got someone just named Attila as man with beautiful hair.
3: <laughs> Do you think
2: that's a wrestler?
3: Oh, it might be. Yeah, that's uh, possible. You skipped over Tom Arnold. Tom and, Arnold is definitely in this. And yeah. Sam Raimi. And Sam also, Raimi as an Wes actor. And Wes
2: Craven is in this as well. As
0: pasty-faced man.
3: Also Debbie <laughs> Harry.
0: Yeah, right? a lot of big names in this one, honestly.
2: Might need to see this relatively soon in my life. Uh,
0: I won't spoil the hair thing, then, what the reveal is with the hair. In the in the, in the the short hair from Body Back.
4: <laughs> Good.
0: Um, I had a lot of work done on my teeth when I was younger. Like a ton Because my dad was very self-conscious about his teeth And so he made us go to like the orthodontist like crazy I had retainers, I had braces I had absolutely yeah. everything you could possibly put into somebody's mouth Done to me at like 12 years old So I think that I would probably associate some of that With maybe my confidence issues Going through like end of elementary school Up to beginning mm. of high school And sure. to, like people to see my face Would possibly be connected to that Like yeah. the weekend, yeah Oh, is that a thing that happened at the weekend? No, he just can't feel his face.
4: <laughs>
0: but he loves it, so it's fine.
3: <laughs> hey, remember when that movie came out? Um and the weekend was just in it as like uh, kind yes! of like a historical figure of the early twenty tens? <laughs> that remember was, uncut was gems. So bizarre. And how it's just hey, the weekend is playing a show.
1: Yeah. At this and small Kevin place. Burnett? Is mm-hmm. in that as well? Doing doing. I still stuff. haven't seen that movie. I should probably watch it. The dad from Coming to America is also in it. Ah, huh. right. Now, Uncut Gems is a two point eight audience rating. Wow. Is that hell? just because? Is that just because a lot of people thought it was an Adam Sandler yeah. comedy <laughs> joint? Yes. yes. Ah. That is. Yeah,
3: I believe there were like actual reviews from people at the time who were like. I took my family to see this, and we thought it was going to be a fucking fun Happy Gilmore. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a beat
0: Takeshi situation.
4: Mmm. Yeah. Like, Kitano. Mm-hmm.
0: He uh, switched up, and people did not understand it. But uh, weirdly enough, Ad- Uncut Gems is a fucking smash hit in Japan right now. <laughs> really.
2: That makes a oh, certain no, kind of sense. Oh, no, that's a joke
0: about how B. Takeshi's serious films oh. did very well in the United States because oh, nobody associated I him as a comedian. <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: everyone in Japan was like, oh, cool, he's making a movie, let's go see it. I bet people are going to be crushed by boulders and stuff, and it's going to be, like, really fun, and uh, there'll be some wacky antics, and it's like, this man just shot himself in the head on the beach <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: after, like, two and a half hours of just conversations like, what? And, what the fuck? And pretty fun? much just
0: abject misery. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: I, I legitimately would believe you, though, if you said Uncut Gems would do well in Japan. There's something about the surreal mm. kind of tone of it and intensity of it that I feel like, I don't know, maybe... Wait, ha- have we, we talked about the Katano
3: game before...
0: I I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast. We have definitely brought it up in passing in some.
3: Takeshi's Challenge. Mm -hmm. It was a game for the NES that was made as a joke. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's just like very difficult and just like inscrutable. Like you just do like things like oh you can quit your job and then get your savings out from behind (laughs) a bush and then you have to go to like a karaoke place and sing a certain song and then go and play uh, pachinko. While screaming into the NES microphone (laughs) (laughs) This just Uh, sounds like Yakuza And then go hang gliding to like another island It kind of is like a Yakuza precursor
0: And honestly that's foreshadowing Because Beat Takeshi was also in Yakuza 6 The final And
3: it's one of the first games where you can just beat this shit out of anyone (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ooh! Like Like, this predates Grand Theft Auto as just like You can just beat the fuck out of people on the street Yeah okay the dream, yeah,
0: truly, yeah. Uh, everybody have a good weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's Tuesday for us and anybody listening to this. Actually, I suppose, but uh, we haven't had like <laughs> our big check-in, so I just wanted to make sure everybody. I doing had
1: good. I had ramen that was pretty good, nice from a new delivery place because the place that we usually get it from was closed. A lot of places are still closed because they're afraid that um, the pro the the protests. Uh-huh. are going to, um, oh. <laughs> like, break in and stuff, even though, like, nobody's walked down Third Street like that since, like, th- two weeks ago. But a lot yeah. of these places are still closed, um, really, so they just don't have to pay the employees. Um, yeah. So that pl- one of our places is closed, so we have to go to a different place. Mm. It was but good. Did you, you like the new place, though?
4: That's yeah. Cool. cool. I
1: didn't do much this weekend. I played a
0: Divinity Original Sin 2 a lot.
1: Yeah, so... I think there was someone I don't remember who I saw on Twitter replied to one of your tweets, but the way that Twitter does images sometimes is that it'll make the two if you put two images in one tweet, it makes them very small and mm. puts them together. And I thought that the UI was like I thought it was one JPEG and that the UI was like so like bizarrely cut down the middle and then there was like stuff. I was very confused. I, th-
0: I think, yeah, there, well, you were right that there was definitely people commenting on that. Like, we, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, I think it was a former freelancer of ours for sure. But yeah, uh, no, it's not that bad. The UI is not maybe my favorite part of that game, but it is not quite as bad as that Twitter thing made it look like. No. <laughs> That's good. But no, I'm still still trucking along with Original Sin 2. I talked about that a whole bunch this morning on our new podcast that we just launched oh, recently. Oh, What? A new podcast A new podcast, yeah Uh, Mid-episode plug for everybody here We got a new show that actually at the time of this recording I don't believe is up in any capacity But should be soon Look for it soon What's that, Daniel? (laughs) I said look for it soon
3: Oh, good What's it called? 99 Potions Because this is the first I'm hearing of it (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Um yeah
0: this is uh, me John Warren head of media at fanbyte.com and Natalie Flores weekend writer for fanbyte.com we have an RPG podcast now wow uh, RP
2: podcast it,
0: yeah hmm. it's uh about just kind of we talk about it there's a little bit of crossover there with like a numbers go up type situation where mm-hmm. we um, you know definitely there are yeah RPG elements in something like a destiny or whatever but we're more like talking about your personas your final fantasies your what you ma call it? Uh, your Divinity Original Sin two, your Baldur's Gate, that sort of stuff. We've been talking about that, and it'll be a little bit more topic focused, anyway. Yeah, uh, not to not to derail everything to just so, talk wait. about my stuff, but what's it called again?
3: Drake and the ninety nine potions.
0: Yeah, Drake and <laughs> the ninety nine potions. Um, it's cell shaded. Uh, Which is unique for an audio program. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh Good,
0: Uh, but we like to. It's available
3: exclusively on the original Xbox. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, (laughs) the the, uh, rights got bought out by uh, Focus Home Interactive, and now you can get it on Steam.
3: Really?
4: Great. (laughs) I'm surprised
3: that wasn't a uh, THQ Nordic situation. Mm. It it might be. Even they have standards,
4: (laughs) I guess.
0: Wow. Uh, From the people who bought the rights to you draw comes drink <laughs> oh boy yeah no that was fun this morning so i talked about that a whole bunch this morning we talked about like the rpg difficulty in general and stuff and that was cool um the conclusion you life. came
1: was it was too easy they're too easy right
3: um, too easy require no skill shooters are high skill games rpgs yeah. are for ease. babies yeah uh, well did you read the piece that we posted that uh went up yesterday on uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne.
0: I did read that. Yeah,
3: by uh, Aurora uh, Brainsky Roth. It's uh, it, was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was good. I don't play those games, and I guess I have a bias against them because I am just like this is just the numbers go up thing. And then I'm like, I'm going to go play destiny. Now. <laughs> but it's different because I'm clicking on heads. And in that one, you're just pressing menu buttons. Um, but it really got me to think about that genre and like what, what it does and uh, why it's appealing to people and kind of yeah. makes me want to play it, but also maybe I'll just watch an Ooh. LP. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It honestly
0: makes me want to do an LP. I've been thinking about trying to find an LP to do for the site recently. And, A Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne LP like a true ending run would be well first off it would be 500 hours Uh long because that game is enormous. Uh, Also it would be inscrutable but I think that would be maybe the best way for a lot of people to experience that game because I love the Shin Megami Tensei franchise. I have enjoyed it for a great many years and I never beat Nocturne uh, because it was so fucking long and I was playing it in college and when like finals came up I eventually had to put it down and uh, never got back to it but I would love well, to I mean
1: once you it. finish your finals you will right
0: yeah mm-hmm. as soon as I graduate mm-hmm. I can yeah, get back to playing yeah. video games um, no that game rules though. I love the look of it um, but also I was telling you Merit that um, if you want some of that same experience and the, a very similar art style and a very similar tone mm-hmm. but like a little bit more quality of life and not so, is quite as super long the Digital Devil Saga games fucking rule Digital
3: Devil so. Saga <laughs> yeah now what are yeah. those on uh <laughs> Playstation 2 <laughs> Okay. yeah because I am running into the problem with a lot of these things that like Oh, yeah, these are just, like, languishing. A lot of games that I want to play right now are languishing on, like, um, whatever generation that was, like, fifth, fourth? I forget. Hardware. And uh, it turns out that you just can't. Like, they they just haven't, like, uh, it's like, oh, I would love to play Metal Gear Solid 3 or 4, um, except unless I just go get a PlayStation 3 or whatever. Can't. Can't. Uh, a launch PlayStation 3. Right. Like, yeah. whoops, uh-oh. Which uh, is bad, guys. Yeah.
0: It's a weird thing, honestly. I was thinking about this a few months ago. I forget why exactly. Also, it's like kind of a topical conversation again, now that I think about it. Because Persona 4, Golden, the Vita game, right, just came out yes. on
3: Steam. Which is like, yeah, do more of that. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Why is Persona 3 not on Steam? Why is, you know, Digital Devil Saga? Why is Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne? Why are they not? Everybody else on the planet is doing HD versions yeah. of everything. And yet Atlas is like letting this deep library of stuff just kind of languish. It is very weird, isn't it? It's weird. Is that and kind like... of Sega's
2: fault? Huh? In this case? Is it what? Is this kind of Sega's fault in this case?
4: Hmm. I don't know.
2: And they need to kind of get on that a little bit?
3: I mean, they do own them. Right. Right. Yeah, Sega huh. is kind of. It's weird because there's that Steam sale on right now, and if you yeah. go on, on Steam and like look up Sonic games, for example, like a bunch of them are on Steam, but also like a lot of them, and some of the actually really good ones, aren't. Uh, huh. Like I'm pretty sure Sonic Colors isn't on huh. Steam, uh, which Wild. is one of like the most highly rated uh, 3D Sonic games but yeah. it's, very good. it's not there but but sonic the hedgehog uh four parts one and two oh. definitely definitely there
0: <laughs> yeah uh-huh those, those hot properties they never finished that right like
3: uh they did th- yep it was just two the, parts okay. i think
4: oh um, it was just two parts okay. yeah
3: it's fine it's like a fine i guess but sonic lost world is on steam for some reason oh good uh, which is like a is fine again but like it's weird. I don't know. Sega has like a weird thing with this stuff, and I don't know if it's just like a business decision or a licensing thing or something or what. But
0: could be. I don't know. Um, yeah, because they bought Atlas well after things like Shin Tensei yeah. was mm. acquired and whatnot. So maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. But I mean, obviously they have. Persona 4 out, so that must yeah. have been them. Maybe that's them testing the waters for what good the kind of like interest level for something like this is. Because Persona 4, outside of like Persona 5, is probably the most like well-known Shin Megami Tensei game. Mm-hmm. I would say would kind of put the Persona franchise on the map for sure. Right. I did just try to share an image from Digital Devil Saga with everybody, like a GIF, but it did like it seemed a little too hot for Discord. So I'm yeah, Discord to... oh. didn't like it. Yeah, it so just, just gonna... is a
4: poop.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. it just got sick ooh-woo? ooh, ooh woo. Yeah, you
1: sorry.
0: Know. Uh, so you'll just have to oh. make do with, like, a non- oh. You'll ma- have to make do with a
1: non-animated version of this character. Now, th- now, this-, now this isn't Metal Gear. No, no, no. Okay.
0: This uh, is so
4: Why? Is- it does look so a close. lot like Metal Gear. This
0: is so close to the Kojima joint. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> Wait, for, for, what? What? <laughs> Danielle, do you want to describe what you're seeing? <laughs> I
2: see a figure here who has a sort of bird face, but really, what's you know catching the old eye here is the fact that it has what appear to be boobs. Yeah. But instead of boobs, they are mouths with sharp teeth.
4: Yeah. So this is not like vagina
2: mouths. dentata. This is like m- m- mammary dentata. This is I don't very
3: know. Uh, devil man. Yeah, yeah okay digital devil man saga mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. there is definitely a
0: lineage between devil oh yeah man and like the shin megami tensei franchise yeah thing, the
3: weird not, ass you know, fucking demons and shit like so many of the demons in smt from what i've seen are just like there's that one that's just like a big dick on a carriage yeah. called mara <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah mara good uh yeah there's like a there's a weaker version of mara that is just a dick tip that sticks out of the ground Oh, that's time. like Diglett. Like a Diglett, yeah, like a Diglett <laughs> yeah. Versus a Trio.
2: <laughs> like a Diglett. So, oh, like, that's cute. if you're a character designer for these series,
4: uh-huh. right. are you
2: encouraged to be like, "That's a dick"?
4: Or <laughs> are,
2: is there like anything else? Or do you I just mean, w- is that like the win button? It's like psychosexual,
3: it's all psychosexual stuff, right? So, like, yeah. that's, sure. I think they they want that.
0: Okay. In, in, like, in Persona in particular, like, literally the Personas and the Shadows are a thing from, like, Jungian psychology. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They, the early games lean way harder into that. Like, the first two, which are actually three Persona games, Persona 1 and then Persona 2, which is a two-part game called it's Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment, um, those are very different games than what we know of Persona as now. Like, Persona 1 is a first-person dungeon crawler in the vein of, like, yeah. a wizardry.
2: I yeah. wildly know something about that, because I played a couple of the sort of offshoot games on the DS a few years ago. Oh, shit. Okay. That had, like, at least some first-person uh, elements, for sure. Right. You played yeah. uh, Soul Hackers. Yes. Which I liked yeah. a lot, actually. Yeah.
0: It's a good game. Um, yeah. A lot of those ones are, are pretty good. Like, Strange Journey is kind of their most modern take on that formula, I think. And Strange Journey, they did a remake of that one on 3DS that's very, very good. Um, nice. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, I don't mean to just, like, make this the second RPG <laughs> podcast of the day. We <laughs> could talk about other stuff. I know one game I want to hear somebody talk about uh, in particular. But, Danielle, I feel like you haven't gotten enough chance to talk yet this episode, so maybe I'll start with
2: you, actually. I mean, I am just playing the thing I was playing last week. Uh, <laughs> and probably will be playing for the next three fucking weeks. <laughs> I, I'm i not going to do the oh, long game is long bullshit or anything, but I am a... a almost exactly have made the same amount of progress in uh, The Last of Us 2 as last time I I looked at the notes and last time I was about 8 hours in well now I'm about 16 and a half hours in Hmm. uh, to my Last of Us journey and uh, the one interesting thing I do want to say uh, I still do like the game and yes, I, for the record yes, it's way way too long but whatever, sure. I, again, I don't want to like I, just discourse poisoning is kind of the worst thing right now <laughs> it's just not fun, it's not interesting it's not anything um, I am liking the game and I did find a really wonderful way to get around the uh, doggy killing yes. uh, which is uh, kind of cool so somebody on twitter and i can go find who this was uh but somebody i think their name's like calamity kiki on twitter uh something like that uh kind of alerted me to this so credit to them uh but you can actually go into the accessibility options in the game so you can play on whatever difficulty and then from there also tweak all kinds of options there is an option to go just invisible while prone so like yeah. while you're actually crawling around on the ground just mm. be invisible and it does not work 100 percent of the time no matter what like i have had dogs smell me and eat my face off even if i was prone so it's not a hundred percent but it is like a 90 percent thing where you can just crawl through entire sections of the game and like yep that's fine you can just crawl right past those dogs while the you know inane ai is like spill her out girl and like, <laughs> like try to like and the dog will just be like sniffing around and I'll just be like you don't smell me I'm not here and just kind of crawl through just crawl right on by and I'm not doing that for most of the game like importantly I'm, I'm trying not to like only use it as an easy button like I'll use it if I get frustrated for sure but otherwise I'm trying to pretty much play it like a stealth game because I actually enjoy stealth games I like that yeah. type of mechanic I actually enjoy sneaking around what? And that you kind like of
0: stealth games
2: shocking I know it's weird it's weird why would I like those kinds of things like Dishonored Um, <laughs> but yeah it's it, it works really well for that but I, I really don't like the dog stuff first of all not yeah. just because like I just don't love the idea of killing doggies like I don't but that's not really kind of the only thing I actually just think it sucks because otherwise I want to play this like a cheap asshole like I want to hide Mm -hmm. in one place I want to find the perfect place where I can hide that everybody kind of comes to me and I make a body pile like I don't (laughs) like things that make me actually uh, do anything else with it because the stealth isn't like that deep. You know what I mean? This isn't, like, a Dishonored where I have, like, seven different abilities to kind of really fuck around with and have, like, a really rich kind of, you know, uh, playground aspect or whatever. Or sandbox. You have a broken aspect. bottle. Yeah, I- exactly. Like, it's pretty simple stuff. So if you're keeping me from having my devilish fun with this, I'm just going to cheat. Uh, and also, yeah, I just, like... I'm just not that into the killing of doggies. Yeah. Like I'm playing this game with a dog on my lap most of the time. and It just feels <laughs> wrong. Yeah. No, like frankly, that. like absolutely. Um, like again, I, I I have a complex relationship, I guess, to violence and video game violence. And most things in most games, just it doesn't do that much for me on that level. And I like I fully respect that it does for other people. Like this is not me saying anything about other people. It just doesn't usually get me. But I'm just kind of like, this just doesn't feel entirely right. Like, my dog is going to get upset. He might bark at the screen. He might be sad. uh, He might give me a face that says, please, don't kill the dogs. Like, (laughs) you know, that might happen. So I'm just just not into that. So I'm glad that the game lets you just completely fucking cheat, basically, uh, through all of that.
0: There's a whole bunch of options for that, right? Like, it's really granular accessibility slash approachability options in there
2: yeah which i really do appreciate and like otherwise it's just normal. like it's whatever normal health normal everything else but mm. uh with that turned on so i can totally just cheat whenever there's like any indication that there's going to be a dog anywhere near i'm like no all right cool bye uh <laughs> by any sense of realism i'm gonna just walk and crawl my ass like right across this dog's nose and it'll be fine <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh i was seeing that one obsidian game grounded that like honey i shrunk the kids game do you guys remember like, oh dude, with the, spiders. Yeah, this, the with the bugs yeah they have this like the ant like, the, they have spider phobia and arachnophobia mode for That's that kind like, cool. of different like sliders where you can like the enemies will still spawn but they remove like there's various different like Settings that will remove spider like features from the monsters. And I almost wish The Last of Us just like had a mode that just like, oh, these are robot dogs. We just yeah. brought in the German yeah. version right. of this part.
4: I
3: get that people have spider phobias, but like, why why haven't we done like a no dog killing mode? For, because, yeah, like, totally. What yeah, the fuck, that's like way, I feel like that is a way more requested feature than the spider thing to me. Yeah,
0: that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I just I, I wish there was almost a mode that, yeah, just replace the dogs with... Just make them mushroom monsters or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, mushroom them, dogs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, even even if it's, like, in Resident Evil, if, it, if it's a zombie dog or some kind of monster dog or something that's not completely dog-like, I'm, like, I'm fine. Like, oh, okay, yeah. that dog's too far gone. Normal-ass dog, though, no, that's no, no. just, like, somebody's pet. No. And, like, the dogs are speaking cute! Of, uh,
3: speaking of settings like that... Yeah. Uh, I played a game this weekend that I think Danielle played like a month ago when it came out uh, Sludge Life yeah. yes, which, I yeah. love which has settings yeah. like that and uh, one of them is like vegan you can turn vegan yeah. on or off <laughs> because there are these banana slugs in this game and you can eat them yeah. which does mm. nothing really there's an achievement for eating 20 in one play session but like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it's just like a thing you can challenge yourself to do but if you turn it to vegan uh, instead of eating them when you click on them you just like kiss them like you just hear like a (laughs) like uh and there's also like a a dog lover toggle where like you can either pet dogs i think maybe the dogs just don't show up if you turn it off um (laughs) yeah
2: you can do something with them i remember that one
3: world finally uh yeah (laughs) finally for monsters for people who um the two things you can't come back from hating dogs and uh well, the other, the bad thing. Yeah, um, the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that game rips, though. like It's so It's good. like a, I would say like maybe like a four or five hour experience, depending on how obsessive you are about doing everything. Mm-hmm. I basically got all the endings and I, d- I haven't done all the achievements and stuff just because like they're just there if you want to. But the best way I can describe that game is like Jet Set Radio, but uh, Environmental Collapse, Uh, and just like way like grungier, just like way nastier.
0: It's like set against the backdrop of like a labor strike, right? Yes.
3: So it has kind of, I feel like a lot of games that Devolver publishes have this sort of like style, um, partly because I think they, they, uh, have this, the guy, the composer for this game, um, Dose One has worked on like a bunch of them, I think. But it does have that kind of, like, devolver style of, like, very cool, like, grimy, but it really works in this case, because it's like, oh, you live on this horrible island built of, out of, like, shipping containers and stuff, and in the middle of an ocean of sludge, and uh, there's, like, a labor strike going on, and uh, you're this tagger named Ghost, and you're just basically trying to, like, just make your mark all over the island, and uh, it's like, is it like pro union graffiti? Is like no, like, does your character have a motivation? Or? Mm, no, the only motivation really that you can kind of get from the game is that just like you want to like show the world that you exist basically. Mm, so you're just, cool, you're just tagging these little ghost uh, things everywhere. And it's not like Jet Set Radio where you have to like do motions to do it. It's just like, you just click and do it. But um, so most of the game is like figuring out like, okay, well, how do I get up to that spot? Um, yeah. So it's kind of like I guess it's kind of like Mark Echo's getting up a Mark Echo joint.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a lot like that. What oh, it's what I was. Gonna did you say play that. it, Nikki? No. Okay. I've seen it played. Yeah. But um. You did crucially play Mark Echo's getting up. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I do have a question. Yes. Why, if you're a person, uh-huh. would you eat these banana slugs? I kind of have been hung up on that for a minute. Uh, <laughs> unclear. I think
3: maybe they're just. I think Ghost maybe is just nasty. Oh. Okay. Uh, that,
4: you know, that tracks. Everyone that tracks. in this That's game is, like,
3: kind of nasty.
4: There's um, there's some poop.
3: There's a poop in, in this, this game. game. There is yeah. there is a poop. Uh, also, Finally. I got killed one time. Because you can die. <laughs> you, just, yeah. you wake up in a hospital, and then you just get, like, medical debt. But, like, it doesn't, like, you don't have to pay it off. You can't pay it off or anything. There's just, like... Oh,
1: like my student loans. Yeah,
3: you yeah. can't pay it off. <laughs> there's an app on your phone that basically just has... Or, um, you have a, a phone uh it's your menu and there's an app that's like medical debt and it's just like increases (laughs) when every time you die but i did die because i walked into a bathroom and a snake shot out of the toilet and bit me (laughs) on the face one time uh and then i did also die you die from like falling off things a lot um but yeah it's like it's definitely a mood um feel like everything in it works really well together you can turn off the vhs filter and the screen warp if it like makes you sick or whatever mm, but that's cool. uh, i kind of liked it
0: and, it's uh, also remind, makes me think like i feel like there's just been kind of a this is first person right it is okay yeah i feel like there's kind of been i don't not even not a resurgence necessarily there's just been a weird trend of like first person kind of chill platformer things like umurangi generation just came out very mm. recently too is it yeah. like that as well it's a little bit like that, yeah. It's, like, a lot of climbing around and trying to... Because that's a game about, like, photography mm. in first person. And you're, like, trying to photograph this, like, city at the end of the world. And it's, like, the last generation that's going to be born on Earth, basically, like, dealing with that fact. And huh. I don't want to spoil too much else about it. Yeah, um, I do want to play from what it. what I've
3: heard. But... Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's,
0: like... But, yeah, it's got, like, kind of a similar vibe. But, like, less comedy... Like, less comedic and less grungy. More right. More like, somber. <laughs>
3: it's, uh... Yeah, it's kind of like this... I don't know if it makes sense to call it a wave, but mm. it does feel like a new kind of wave of <laughs> walking simulators uh, mm. that are just based climbing simulators. They're, they're climbing simulators, yeah. They're like um I wonder, like sort of what sparked that change from like sort of the games where you were just kind of walking around, experiencing things to like this emphasis on verticality.
4: Yeah, because I will mm. say the wonder-
3: platforming in this game is like. Kind of tricky sometimes, and it can be a little mm-hmm. frustrating when you just like fall off something into the sledge and then you have to like slowly walk back. Um, but I found it it was like a really enjoyable experience. Um, and yeah, the, the soundtrack uh, rips, it's really good. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah,
3: uh, yeah. The- oh, sorry. oh, sorry, Danielle, go ahead.
2: No, I was just gonna <laughs> say that's it's been my favorite surprise this year so far, to be honest. Yeah, there like, is that game. So there far, is that cat yeah. with
3: two butts. Um, yep. And it
2: sure is there.
3: It doesn't really play a part in the game. It's just there. <laughs> uh,
2: it's it's part of the the story of the transporter thing. Yeah,
3: uh, they invent a teleporter, and a cat gets into it, and it just teleports, <laughs> but it ends up with two butts. Yeah. Oh. That's uh, how you know,
2: teleporters
0: work? You I was know? gonna say there have been in the history of fiction there have been worse transporter accidents.
3: That's true. Yes. That's true. <laughs> like that one that merged the two people on Voyager. Yeah, two Vix. Yeah. And yeah. then he was like... Danny Phantom t- Then he was strategy. like, don't kill me. <laughs> Danny Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> the Danny Phantom <laughs> incident. Oh, yeah.
4: no.
0: Yeah. They- oh, God, yeah. There was that whole thing where, like, they basically created an entire new person mm-hmm. on Voyager, and then they were like, sorry, we have to kill you because your birth murdered our friends. Because we can't That's just, really we can't just get rid of
3: these two characters. So, uh, well... I guess we're executing you.
2: Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Ugh. It's
2: it's a rough fucking episode. I yeah. watched it again not that long ago. Like, it's really, 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 really... T- I'm going through, and If <laughs> I guess Nikki and, and Steven, if you don't know, I'm, watch, I'm re-watching Voyager entirely mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. just because, why not? Um, and yeah, it's like... It both holds up really well and also makes you feel away. Like, it, it is a very intense Star Trek episode.
0: Uh, uh, you, one of the two characters that is involved with that transporter accident, she's the lady who becomes, like, an old woman that, like, hates them and tries to kill them all, right?
2: So that is Kes, who isn't involved. She's dating one of the men. It's it's two guys, actually, who are... okay. Uh, uh, melded together basically it's tuvok and neelix who are it's it's Um. interesting because they're like opposite characters one is like a vulcan who is extremely stoic etc etc and one is like this really jolly guy who you know kind of is a more interesting character but you don't find that out until kind of later on and he's gone through some trauma and tries to hide it behind being a jolly guy but anyway that's why it's like oh opposites and then they become this like really interesting complete kind of human being basically she's dating one of the guys and she's like I miss Neelix so much I love him so much I can't can't deal with this which is one of the reasons why Janeway is like okay the math I've done in my head is that two people are more important than one person therefore we're gonna put you back to being two people
0: and murder you (laughs) we don't know you personally as well as we know those other people so we should definitely kill you right now
2: kind of what it comes down to and he protests he's like don't kill me don't yeah. fucking kill me it's actually really good writing unlike like voyager is very up and down there's a lot of episodes that are absolute dog shit and just don't do anything with consequences and this one's actually like no this is what somebody might actually say if they uh, existed albeit for a brief amount of time so yeah
0: and, but that is separate from one of the characters turning into an old woman and then trying to bomb them all right yep okay. Yep. Yeah.
2: Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's right.
0: Uh,
4: okay.
0: I'm, I'm trying to pull from the four things I remember from Voyager <laughs> from the time that I watched it. I did watch all of Voyager in like a one week span once because I was just going through every single Star Trek series on Netflix back when uh, you, that was the thing you could do. I don't think you anymore but. You can
2: with the '90s ones. I think all the newer ones are on CBS or whatever. But the yeah. '90s tracks like Next Generation, DS9, actually also the '60s track like the uh, classic Treks, are all still on Netflix. So
0: right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was always a, a from that era. The one that has stuck with me is Deep Space Nine, which I think, Merritt, you are also. Uh, am I wrong in saying that you're, you you uh, followed that like I don't know um, belief that that is probably the best of the series?
3: Uh, yeah, much like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm Barrett, I believe, in, uh, <laughs> in the movie that we watched this weekend, uh, which is On This Week's Love to See It. Uh, I, I do think that DS9 yep. is, is maybe the uh, the my favorite Star Trek series. They talk about,
0: they talk about DS9 in that fucking oh. movie? Oh. Yeah. Very briefly,
3: but yes. Um, it's the best part. The guy from Better Off Ted does talk about why he loves Deep Space Nine while he's wearing a Starfleet uniform. Okay, and it's
2: period well, appropriate to Deep Space Nine as well. I have to say. Uh huh. I'm sorry I brought this up. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I
0: don't
2: know. we got here from Cat Buttholes, so it's fine.
3: Really, that's we true. deserve this. this. Was a long <laughs> run of hope. Uh, did you
0: have anything else you played, Merit?
2: Uh,
3: yeah, I played uh this game called Sky briefly. Oh, so this is cool. like a free to play thing on Steam that just came out, and uh, okay, it's. I started playing it because it reminded me of Pilot Wings. Um oh. Well actually what it reminded me of more than that is do you remember a uh, uh, Wii sports resort how yes. like, there was the plane thing?
1: Yes. Yeah
3: how like uh you'd like fly this plane around with like um the Wii Remote holding it like a paper mm-hmm. plane. That was like mm-hmm. m- that was one of my favorite things about that game. That fucking ripped because you're flying around Miyamoto's little island, and uh, just seeing like all these weird things. Like you could fly into the volcano or like under these rocks, uh, and so Sky is kind of like that. It's um, is this
1: is this that game company's Sky or is this a different game called No? Sky? It's different uh,
3: it's I think it's by some like game design students. Oh, cool. Because um, you said this just came out. Yeah, it just came out like a week or two ago. Oh, okay, okay, because the, the that game coming again. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's Sky with an E. Oh. So basically, you're like flying around in this biplane around this island and just like completing little tasks and things, and you can do races and stuff. Um, I haven't played a lot of it. I don't know if it has like the exact kind of thing that I really love about Pilot Wings and uh, and that kind of spiritual successor on Wii Sports Resort, uh, because the island does seem pretty small, but. It has this like really cute art style that kind of looks like, um, like a painting almost. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it was just like, oh, this is like a chill, fun little thing to, to play around with, um, when I'm Sorry. not shooting, clicking heads.
0: <laughs> maybe, you, maybe you said this about this specific game, but Merit, like, I feel like you find such interesting games that I've never heard of <laughs> Okay,
3: here's, I, here's what team. I do. Here's what I do. On a pretty regular basis, I'll go to um, Steam. Has this interactive recommender thing, yeah. So I'll go to that, and then go to like newer, so like things that came out within the last six months, and then niche, like put that all the way, and um, it shows you a bunch of stuff. And it's still like, I don't know, you could do a better job of digging into really weird stuff because this is still like steam is curating it and who knows what the (laughs) what the algorithm is there uh that's deciding what you like but i'll i don't know i feel like the two or like the three kinds of games that i'm interested in playing lately are like destiny and warframe which i just always play uh games that came out like 20 years ago and then things that came out this year, because I feel like if something came out in, like, 2019, and this is, like, kind of bad, but I'm just, like, I don't have time for that anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to think about things that came out this year and, like, talk about them. And I know it's bad, but, you know, in 10 years, I'll, I'll play Sekiro or whatever. Um, and that's how I find this stuff. So it's uh, really not too hard. That's interesting That's
0: that's like a cool Probably more healthy way Of engaging with Like the medium Than what I do Which is just that Like whatever I heard About on Twitter Mm. uh, Basically last year It's basically like It's fine that you Don't play things From like the last Three years Because that's Basically where I live
3: Yeah, I'm just uh, in there. Um, Me and
0: Divinity Original Sin two, the hottest game of 2019.
3: I I do just want to say I was doing this right before the podcast, and I found something that I'm going to immediately install and play right after we're done, which is appears to be a Battle Royale uh, Bomberman.
4: Oh Oh my god! Uh,
3: Where that's yeah, you're just like an animal, and you're dropped onto a Bomberman map, and uh, you just play against, like, a ton of other people. <laughs> that that's, like, great. the kind
0: of fucking elevator pitch that feels like peanut butter and chocolate. That's a that feels very like good idea. Um,
3: yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll be really frustrated like I usually get with these kinds of games with Battle Royales, but, like, Bomberman is really good and, uh, this seems like an idea that's, <laughs> Konami like... Konami hasn't made a good one Right, a yeah. This seems like an idea that if Konami was still making video games, they would have done. Um, yeah. But someone else stepped
1: in to do it, so... Uh, 100 Snakes. It's
3: called Bombergrounds Battle Royale.
1: Bomber- Bombergrounds is good. That's a good name. Mm-hmm. For a Bom- yeah, Legally good. distinct.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also going to say something there, Danielle? Sorry.
2: No, no, just that sounds fucking awesome. That's all. Bomberman is great. Love it.
3: Bomberman. It's funny. Actually, my first Bomberman game was... One of the ones that's like completely different from the rest of the series, like Bomberman 64, was my first one. Oh, oh, me which was
0: is like You're say Bomberman Zero. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh
3: god. <laughs> we made Bomberman <laughs> fucked up <laughs> for the Xbox. Oh for
0: god, teams. I still love that game exists. It's very
2: Bomberman good. 64 was great. Bombers it was like a single player really puzzle platformer, like which was amazing, and then the multiplayer was like a fairly classic. Yeah, bar. it really was like, well, like it was different two because the bombs things. didn't
3: do the the cross thing; they were just like um, spherical explosions. Yeah, and there was this weird story about like aliens invading Bomberman's planet, and then you right. had to fight a guy who was like kind of like Meta Knight, and uh, it was I mean, it was very janky, probably, but it was like. But also good. Very cool. But also really good. Yeah. yeah. That, that's really interesting. Like, I don't know if I. Well,
0: I was never a N64 kid. I was a PlayStation uh. kid. So I had, like, I had just straight up. Well, no, I didn't have Bomberman. I think 4 was the Bomberman that I played. Mm. I did not have Bomberman. What I had was a PlayStation Underground demo disc that had one level from Bomberman, which is exactly what I needed <laughs>
1: to get out of Bomberman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I am looking at. Now, what did they do to Bomberman? Uh, (laughs) What? That's
3: how he looks. He has those big eyebrows, and his eyes are just stretched all the way from the top of his head to the bottom.
1: And it doesn't look at all like he's stretched out. I've seen that Bomberman. I'm talking about Bomberman Act Zero. Oh, did you not know about this? No. He looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh card.
3: (laughs) 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 Ah, Oh, my God. I remember I was like on the GameFAQs board or GameSpot board. It was before they merged, I think, um, when this game came out, and it was just like so fucking funny. This this game it just looks this is like incredible. It's just the peak of like, well, well, what do teens want? They want Master Chief. They want Iron they Man. Want so uh,
1: Bomberman <laughs> looks like this now. This yeah. is like it's like what, that canceled um, Mega Man first person yeah. shooter. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about god, that. I wish that game had come out. It looks I legit- so good. I also wish good. that game came out.
0: Oh my god. Oh, this, this is a slight segue off of that, but I uh, Merritt, uh, based on your recommendation, and by recommendation I mean you uttering the word space elves to me once when we were playing uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Warframe I think, six weeks ago. <laughs> okay. I did buy the Mega Man uh, X-Zero collection on- Oh, uh, nice. Or ZX collection, yeah. is that what it's On uh, Switch, because it was uh, cheap as hell. So, oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. I'm going to maybe um, take a look at those that. Those
3: games are good. They are, like, very difficult- <laughs> yeah uh, my understanding
0: yeah. like like to carry over some of like the last of us conversation you had Danielle, my understanding yeah. is that when they redid those they added like a bunch of modules. yeah they stuff. did. I love Which that. Is a very nice. good idea
3: because the zero games start off hard and then just get increasingly absurd uh, as they go on. And then the, the ZX games are, are pretty bad too. Uh, there are though, I will say those games do have like a ton they already had like a ton of things that you could use to make them easier. Like there's those cyber elves things that like you collect cyber elves elves. you collect them and then um, make them sacrifice themselves for zero uh, to improve his power bar or like his weapons or whatever. So you can make the game a lot easier, but you won't get as good a ranking. So you won't be you won't be a super edge boy, which is which is what zero is. Yeah, that is what zero is, and that is like one of the rankings that the game will give you. Wait, really? Yeah, well, it gives you rankings based on, like, what kinds of weapons you use, and I'm pretty sure if you use the sword, mostly, and then it's, like, the second part is based on how many enemies you kill, so you can just get, like, Supreme Edge Boy, uh, <laughs> which is,
0: is great. It's very good.
3: And I also love, uh, like, I don't want to go off about Mega Man, because I just, I don't know, I love that series' lore, but Zero is, like, hundreds of years, I think, after X, which is in turn like a hundred yeah. years after the original and then by the time ZX happens all of the characters from the like the series are just these like living artifacts that merge with human beings and then they're like, I'm a Mega Man now! Like Mega <laughs> oh, Man becomes okay. like a generic term for anyone with superpowers.
1: Ah uh, damn, that sucks. Like Kleenex.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Kleenex. It used to mean something. That's tough. But they didn't defend their brand, so. Well, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
0: Uh, I don't believe that. I believe Capcom has probably defended that brand to the death. Um, I, oh, actually, you know another Game Boy Advance uh, classic mm. that I've been playing a lot of uh, this battle week: Battle Network, Battle Network, Battle Network. Is it Battle Network? Sorry, <laughs> it's not Battle Network. Duh. I do have eight Battle Network games installed on that fucking uh, GBA I bought, though. <laughs> uh, the one I've been
1: playing is Advance
0: Wars. Oh
1: yeah! Oh, oh nice. Wait, that game, yeah. That game all um, when I would walk into the gamestop, um, the gamestop employee when I was like nine or whatever. Um, However old I was at the time The GameStop employee I would like mill about because I was like There are no games here Even though there were hundreds of Game Boy Advance games (laughs) And I was like there are no games And he kept recommending Golden Sun And Advance Wars to me And Mm -hmm. I was like I'm too dumb for both of these games I can't I I can't possibly do this So is Advance Wars like Fire Emblem question mark? Okay it's but the with same tanks company. The same and company. guns, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. it's very instead cu- of swords it's very and
3: Cutesy, but definitely you do kill like thousands of people.
4: Cool. Yeah,
0: they are like <laughs> it's it's very cutesy and it's like yeah, uh, pixel art and uh, extremely colorful. But also, yeah, in the like opening tutorial missions, there is a character that's like, let's tell you
3: about the value of cruise missiles or like. <laughs> also, that. everyone is like a child not everyone yeah, yeah. but like the protagonist Andy of the first one I think is is like a child with a huge wrench yeah. uh, who's just like time to murder some people time to do a war nice. whoops and my understanding
0: I never played past the first advance wars uh, originally but my understanding is that like, the series starts to try and lean into getting darker all yeah the time, yeah um, once it gets to DS oh and man not like that
3: yeah the DS one I think I've played both but I definitely own the DS one. Uh, and beat it, and yeah, it gets kind of fucked up. <laughs> uh, it's
0: uh, Days of Ruin because it's like po- like somebody drops like a fucking chemical weapon or something like that, and like destroys the earth. Well, in that Well, Days I'm of
3: Ruin sure of is that. the second DS one because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's the one that people didn't like as much. I think the first one was just right. Advance Wars Dual Strike
4: dual because
3: strike, that yeah. was when every DS game had to have DS as like DS in the name, yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, dark days of ruin. It was called dark conflict in Europe. So, oh. and yeah, it's like a lot more like adult fucked up. Yeah.
0: Um, no, I've been playing that. Uh, like t- to answer your question, Nikki, it is a lot like Fire Emblem, but they're like not named characters. This is actually I don't. This might be apocryphal. Uh, I might be making this up, but I. Def- well, I'm not making it up. I definitely heard it from somebody at some point along the line. But my understanding. Was that the reason they stopped making these games and just focused and basically entirely entirely on Fire Emblem? Was because all of the characters in you know all the units that you use in Advance Wars are nameless soldiers like mm-hmm. infantry and you know mech unit and tank and medium tank. Yeah, you, and you can't they sell. They couldn't tank. make them fuck.
3: You couldn't make them fuck. Well, I mean, you ah. could, but they were too cowardly. But also, like, you can't. Right. You can't sell <laughs> amiibos of like tank of tank right I mean you could but they um, wouldn't sell as well as amiibo of like I don't know well they have to get the matrix license first
1: Mario and that's
3: tough. yeah yeah great that's a great reference that everyone understands <laughs> 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 thanks Barrett I'm
0: glad that you could compliment uh-huh. me like that in front of everyone. it's like a
3: minor side character from the matrix yeah he does he does die um I'm pretty
0: sure actually he might be the guy who survives I can't remember um, yeah, anyway, I don't have a lot to say about Advance Wars, except that the way that game still slaps. Like, it's, looks really good. It's The music, the sound effects are super, super good. It's got, like, a really fun presentation. It's got, like, a kind of 70s anime presentation to the beginning of every mission, where it's like, Tutorial Mission 9! Like, does this kind of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam 1, like, like Katsu Sortie kind of uh, title screen at the beginning of every mission, and I like that a lot. Uh, hey, it's just...
3: Uh, I want you to look up the cover of the original Famicom Wars.
0: Yes. which These are based, so the Advance Wars series is, uh, like, it's obviously referencing the Game Boy Advance, but it is the continuation of a series that never came out in the States called Famicom Wars, for people who don't know. I am pulling up the box art now for Famicom Wars, and what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs>
3: um, what happened? I don't know. How come the cover is just like a bunch of real army guys just looking yeah. like, not just standing uh-huh. there, like not even doing like a cool pose. It's not even like the Iwo Jima thing or like something like no. like that. They're just standing there. They're just there. They're just there. Now, do like you think?
0: Fucking... Sorry, it looks like a screenshot from uh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence or some shit. Is what it looks like to me.
1: They all have sweat down the uh-huh. front. <laughs> They're all very sweaty. Why? This is so bizarre.
0: Also, I'm, I'm scrolling over. I don't know if this is, like, real. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, this is, fa- okay, this is fan art of, a like, a fan translation of Famicom Wars for the Super Nintendo. I see what it is mm. now. Because there's like, there's, like, art over here that says Super Famicom Wars, but it's just the characters from Advance Wars, mm-hmm. uh, like, in a tank, like, looking all cute and fun. Yeah. But I think that is just, like, a fan. Yeah.
3: Uh, fan some, they did a fan translation of it a couple of years ago.
0: Gotcha. That's
4: interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Um, we can move on, though, uh, since I don't have a ton to say about that one. To... Now, I don't want to speak ill of any of the other games that we've talked about on this podcast that so far today. But the real piece de resistance of this episode, for me, is that I need to hear Nikki talk about Fuser.
1: Fuser! Fuser! Mixer, the game, finally (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about Facebook gaming Now that they've rebranded and moved
0: all their partners over
1: Um, Harmonix is Facebook gaming Harmonix is Facebook gaming So, Fuser, we played this game at, I think Was it just you, you, Steven, me, and John that played it at PAX? Yeah So we played it at PAX East, which is the last one that there was yeah, and never um, will be <laughs> and never will be the final packs. Um, <laughs> we played it at the final packs uh, and it is a they kept saying and this is a this is a phrase I hadn't heard before. Um but when we had our meeting with them they kept saying rhythm action game which I love. It's such a good <laughs> it's such a so good retro. like um phrase. Um, but it's a music game where you are basically a DJ at a uh, never-ending Coachella. Yeah. Um, so, you are given... Um, you're In front of you on the screen are these four, uh, basically, decks that you can put parts of songs. Each song in the game has four components to it. So, if there, there's a vocal track for almost every single song... Um, And then there's two instruments and then there's the bass or drum line. Um, And then you can use those four pieces for every single song interchangeably. So you can put uh, like the drums from one song and then the vocals from another and then two of the instruments from the same song. And then the game will automatically mix them together into a track. This is basically the same idea as Drop Mix, which came out in 2017 and was a collectible card game uh, where you had to like literally go to Toys R Us or whatever the fuck buy booster packs to like randomly get pieces of songs, um, which sucks. Which sucked was so wild, like just was a buck wild way to do that. I, I remember like they, they there was there were a handful of songs where you could only you got two of them from one pack. And then the rest of the other two parts of the song were in a different pack, so you had to roll the die basically twice to get the whole song. Anyway, um, but that basically the freestyle mode in that was you had all these cards in front of you, you can just put down each part of the song and then mix them together, and that's basically what Fuser is, except there's gameplay attached to it. Um, so uh, there's there's it's super. It's kind of hard to describe. because like there's I want just everyone to go watch a video of it but I'm going to try my best to kind of put into words how you score this video game so there are challenges the audience will give you challenges that are like play uh, like play a song from the 2010s or it's like play two pop tracks uh, play the entirety of one song um, and then you have to like listen to those things but as you do that You can't, you can just kind of slap the records down wherever you want. But the game gives you the time signature of the Uh song that you are playing above the deck. And it gives you the bars and like, so it counts out the metronome one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And you get extra points if you drop or pull a record on the up or the down beat. The thing I found out today is that. The, well, I already I knew this. The game lets you also cue songs. So in theory, you can have two songs in each slot, which gives you a possibility to have eight songs. Um, but if you're hovering over... I don't know if you noticed this, Stephen. If you're hovering over a vocal track, for example, and uh, you have another track in the queue, the game counts both tracks in the time signature bar oh so do not know the, that so the the track that's in the queue is highlighted by red and it only shows you the downbeat but you the primary track gives you the each one two three four in the bar it's so I'm probably doing a, an incredibly bad job of explaining this um but basically you're mixing music to make it sound good uh and the game is giving you challenges, and you're scored on how... how It's not how good it sounds, When they were very... They were very, uh... Very clear in the way... In them saying that, like, they don't want to penalize people for making music that might, quote, sound bad. The game does its best to, like, adjust pitch, and tempo... Uh, to make it sound as good as it can. But, like, some stuff just doesn't work. But the game's not going to penalize you for that. What the game is actually scoring you on is technical ability, which is are you following these challenges and are you putting the the discs on in time and that kind of stuff.
0: And it's not like... uh, Hopefully this does make sense to people because I'm nodding along to all this like, yeah, 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 because I've played the fucking game multiple times now (laughs) and I I know what's being said, but... Also, I remember people trying to explain drop mix to me back when people were yeah. kind of way into DropMix, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Danielle, did, like, any of that register for you?
2: I mean, it did. I also, like, actually really liked drop mix, but that's because oh, okay. my ex got super into it and bought, like, so many of the cards, mm. and it was, like, a fun thing to play with sometimes. Um, but I, I just... It's weird. I have that latent, like, love of, of <laughs> rhythm action games. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, obviously there hasn't been that much to feed it in a while. And I and I just sort of weirdly love that you know, they keep going. They keep fucking pushing. They keep yeah. trying to make you know. it make sense. And like they've made really cool things, like very very interesting games. Um out of those kind of base mechanics and like I'm actually really excited to see this. I also love just in general the art style like the yeah. really like vaporwave ass at least the stuff I've seen has been like like pastels and vaporwave looking and Nikki you showed us like a tiny clip uh, earlier that had this like ice cream themed yeah. like stage so I just love how trippy it looks it's yeah. like the
4: hmm.
1: okay I like to think of Forza Horizon whenever I actually think about what I want music festivals to be Sure. because yeah. they are uh s- Sanitized is not the right word, but they are sanitized in a way that, like, it... No, sanitized, I guess, is the word. All of the the cruft that, like, you don't want from a music festival, which is to say the... um, The the parts that feel less professional, I guess, which is, like, to each their own, like, you might really like that stuff, but, like, I kind of like the idea of a constructed aesthetic... That is very uniform Kind of across the whole thing Um, Each... There are a bunch of Different stages and each of those stages Is basically (laughs) like controlled by a boss you don't fight anybody in this game but there's like a boss that is like like they're completely tied in with the theme so the person who's in gym charge of the, yeah they're basically they're dancing exactly right they're like gym leaders and the, the person that's in charge of the ice cream one is a literal child prodigy yeah. Dj that is like in your ear and is a, a child um and is like trying to hype you up and that kind of stuff a um, child who's
0: like wearing a dead mouse style yes like but it's a duck mask.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the art style is really cool. They explained um, in our meeting that like they kind of wanted to merge the uh, or bring the dance central kind of vibes into mm. like forward and into the future, um, which gives us, which gives you like a lot of cool customization stuff. There, there's so much customization. Um, there's a lot of a lot of skin tones, which is like not interesting at all. but there this is the legitimately the first time I've ever seen in a game where they have um, vitiligo like mm, yeah. skin options, mm-hmm. um, which is super cool because like I know a couple of people who have it and it's like there's just constantly like which one do I pick? like of the two colors I am, which one do I pick? Um, so that's cool. Uh, yeah they, they
0: really made a big deal out of their customization in this like talking about that or I don't think they actually talked about that part of it they just included it and showed it and but also they were like talking about nothing is gender locked I don't think there's really you you choose body types but I don't think there's like any pronouns in the game whatsoever yeah like, it, I it will say do they that. do
1: a, they do a really weird thing with dresses though <laughs> because oh, yeah there are a handful of shots. <laughs> where you're like underneath the character kind of. So in order to get around that, they like make the bottom of the dress like a diaper. So it's like, you know <laughs> yeah, how like huh? if you if you get a you know how if you, if you were to get like a doll from like a Happy Meal and it's just one piece, the body is one piece of molded plastic, so the yeah. bottom part just like the legs jut out of it. It's like that. Mm. <laughs> Except no. that, like, the texture is stretched. It's very bizarre. It's like not like an that. issue at all, but it's just so weird. Like, I looked at it and I was like, her legs are just coming out of the dress. Like, <laughs> like it's just like a flat bottom. It's so strange. Um, huh. But yeah, you've also been playing it, Steven. Like, I don't know how, how what do you think of it? Because the game's not out yet. The game doesn't come out until this fall, but they, they pushed us a demo that they would have shown us at E3. Right. Um,
0: we, get, we got to see it on Discord first, and then they just sent that build over to us as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Which is very... It's somewhat funny to me. Like, this is, de- like, definitely a thing that happens. Like, this isn't completely out of the ordinary for a build that you get sent um, yeah, for preview purposes, but... <laughs> The entire time we're playing this game, it does just have a watermark in the center of the screen that just says, like, Fuser version 1.00984456784291112-B. Confidential harmonics, do not share, do not steal. (laughs) Original character. Um, Yeah, uh, but I have two main thoughts about Fuser, which is that it is um, the best music game I've ever played (laughs) for for my money. Certainly, yeah. the one I've had the most fun with because I suck at rhythm games most of the time. Um, my favorite rhythm game before this was Rock Band Blitz because I love. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember Rock Band Blitz? I remember Rock Band Blitz. Um, part of why I like Rock Band Blitz is I love rhythm games. I love music games that use like real music and songs that I can like that I know and can maybe gain a deeper appreciation, a deeper appreciation for because I get to pay closer attention to certain uh, elements of it and have to and I'm forced to pay closer attention because I am normally a person who it's just not the medium I have ever been <sighs> The best at deciphering or understanding um, mm-hmm. A friend of the site, Kyron Gillen Wrote a series called Phonogram A comic book series about phonogram That always makes me feel like slightly ill to read Because it like has this appreciation for music That I feel like just left out of uh, A lot of the time <laughs> mm. Even though that's a great series and I love it um, But yeah So I love Rock Band Blitz But also can't make my fingers move the way that like A, a guitar hero or a Rock Band controller Wants me to do or Rock Rockman Drums want me to do. Right. Never did. Uh, but I can use an Xbox 360 controller, and Rockman Blitz was really cool for that. Now, this takes that a, f- a step further by, like, the, the... The gameplay element is not laser-precise timing. There is an element of timing on getting, like, the, the downbeats and the upbeats uh, and whatnot, and, like, having to... Um, what, is, what is it? There's, like, one objective where it's, like, you... It wants you to put down music for like an entire bar, I think. yeah, um, yeah. so there's a little bit of that, but it's very like compared to something like a rock band. And instead what it is is like st- start to unpack the elements of this music that are like interesting trivia almost like like, hey, we need a pop song right now we need a pop song from the 2010s and then so you start playing it and you like start to just eventually have to create muscle memory for yourself about like this is what these songs all came out in roughly the same like mm. year and the roughly the same era as each other and so like they were you know while they were created by very different creators they came from a a very similar era and like this is kind of a weird snapshot of one part of like human culture at that time which i know mm. sounds way too like Heady and crazy for like a thing like this, but no, that sounds rad. It yeah.
2: yeah,
1: yeah. It is. It's also so. It is educational in a yes. way that like I I so thoroughly appreciate um, because 100%. I I am familiar with every single song that they've announced so far and that it was in the builds. But for people whom they are not familiar with, the game makes you. Famili- yes. gets, makes you get familiar with these songs so quickly and like a lot of that is because it's like I don't know there's a TikTok song in here which is like <laughs> very fortuitous like because this this th- there's one of the songs in here is a TikTok song that was not a TikTok song at PAX uh,
4: sure. but was in that build and
1: is now a TikTok song so that's kind of fun mm-hmm. but it's like it's got thrift shop Like it's got party (laughs) rock (laughs) anthem. It's got bad guy. Like it's got all of the tracks that, like, even if you have listened to music in passing, you know these songs. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know them, the game is like very kind about introducing them to you. And it puts because of the way that the game mixes these songs together, it it's not none of it sounds sounds or feels foreign whenever you introduce something that you don't know into that mix.
0: Yeah, uh uh-huh. It's almost magical. It's, like, straight-up, like, (sighs) fantastical when you drop in the fucking, like, Lizzo vocals into a goddamn Brad Paisley song, Mm and it works (laughs) because (laughs) the game is just so good at mixing those two. Also, the thing I really like is I think... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just... (sighs) Maybe it's just the, because it's, like, the super most obvious one and it's on the front page when you uh, play any level. So it's always the one I reach for. But anytime anyone in this game is like, I want to hear some country, I just grab Brad Paisley's Mud yeah. on the tires <laughs> and, have taken, <laughs> and have taken to uh, audibly saying out loud every single time that somebody wants a country song. And I can't think of literally
1: any other country song on the list. Save me, Brad! <laughs> Save me, Brad. Oh it's just it's <laughs> so good. I, like, this... <sighs> This is this the thing I'm going to say is bad games journalism mm. but they yeah. could have put I would review this game right now. Yeah. Like there's the there's going to be more but I I already know where I am on this game. We haven't even talked about the fact that they're they added <laughs> between Between Mm -hmm. when we played it last and this build, they put fucking MIDI instruments in the game. So, like, you can build your own loops. There's, like, a bunch of different instruments. And you can build your own loops and drop those in in place of the, like, actual music in the game. Like, Super Saw synth and, like, a hip-hop song machine. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, there's just so much... In this game that, like, even if you... The way I played Drop Mix was not to play the game because I couldn't ever convince anybody to play the game with me. (laughs) But, like, I just, like, would sit in the living room and, like, put cards down to see what I could make sound good. And then I would, like, end up luring people out of their rooms because they were like, why are you... Why? What are you doing? It's just... (laughs) It's just, um... Fucking Hot in Here by Nelly, but you've put... Called me maybe in, as the vocals yeah. like what are you doing yes. and it's like yeah I just sat here for 45 minutes and like that came out and like that's really fucking cool and like I just I can review this game right now because like I already know how I feel about it because like it allows you to do so much with music in a way that is not like it puts agency there in a way that you do not have agency when you're playing rock band uh,
4: which yeah. is really
0: cool to me Mm. you you are yourself you become the instrument you become instrumentalized in something like mm. a rock band because you are just there to basically like follow a function that has been laid out for you right. whereas like this does give you objectives but like there is so much even now in this build which i think it's like what 31 or 36 songs right now yeah and they've they've said Somewhere it's going to be like there. more than 100 yeah. in the final version um and those will be limited there's a campaign uh, right now, there's the, this demo that we have is two levels of the campaign, which includes the level that they were showing at PAX East, which has this really cool kind of like big, uh, giant Egyptian theme, uh, like techno Egyptian sphinx <laughs> goddess thing in the background, which is like they which, which they, they built at PAX, right? yeah, yeah, they <laughs> built that at PAX, uh, and that's like the first level, and then the ice cream level is the second one or whatever, and each of those comes with a like Nikki said, like this boss battle kind of mechanic to it, or not, not again, not even boss battle, but like kind of a, a Scion, a scion of that particular yeah. zone, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, in that campaign, you're like they don't want to overwhelm people with choice right out the gate. So the idea is that like over time, they will start to introduce more songs to you as you go along. And I think the implication
1: is also that you'll unlock more cosmetics for your character yeah. over time. Um, there's also yeah. there's also I let me. Hmm. Let me, hold on, let me read the embargo very fast <laughs> Ooh,
2: yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, good call
1: <laughs> It doesn't say anything about it The only thing that they say is that it's timed So there are two squares in the main menu That I have literally no fucking idea what they're for But I <laughs> want one of them to be like That you can pull in mixes that you've already yeah. made And yeah. put them onto one disc And then you can the, My dream is to have 16 different audio tracks going at the same time just uh-huh. to see what the video game does um, um, oh but
0: yeah.
1: and
0: that that does bring up another thing that we asked them about when we uh, kind of interviewed them where we took that initial demo was I asked them hey you put in these like actually what seem like very powerful um, synth tools like these, these uh, digital instruments and stuff like that and you can only use them for like a few seconds in the actual tracks in the game, but, like, what if you just let people export these out of the game? Like, what if you just let people use your instruments and stuff like that, and then export them and maybe, like, import them into other people's games and whatnot, and share
1: them around and stuff? And they didn't say no. <laughs> yeah, they didn't <laughs> say no. <laughs> and, like, I think that's the really cool thing about this game, is that, like, <sighs> Rock Band is so easy to, like, think about, right? It's like, ah... Uh, I play the guitar parts and you play the drum parts and then you play the guitar with less string parts. But then like there's nothing there's nothing else, which is why like DJ Hero felt so weird, because it's like, okay, you're you're trying to marry this one thing, which is press the buttons in time with a style of music that traditionally does not have that same kind of direct mapping out of Games, right? But like, there's so much stuff in Fuser that is immediately like, oh shit, I get this already. And it's like, oh, I see how you can build on this this way, this way, this way, this way, and this way already before the yeah. game's out, which is so cool. I don't know. I'm and saying I, it right it, now Fuser, tw- 28, 22, what year is it? 2020, Fanpy. Yeah,
3: 2018,
1: number. yeah. 2018's <laughs> game of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the way that like Sludge Life sounds like it was one of your big. Uh, surprises this year, Danielle. Yeah, Fuser has been one of my big surprises because, yeah, seeing it at PAX and playing it at PAX, it was just like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe it. Now that I've had my hands on it. (laughs) Now that I've had my hands on it and realized that I need to, like, fucking slow my roll because one of the problems that I've run into with this game it was, like, the second thing I meant to say earlier is that I try to to do too much at once. Oh, yeah, you gotta
1: feel it. (laughs) You gotta let it go.
0: Uh, Yeah, I can't just put four different song like track parts all together, all at the same time, just instantly, and then expect it to sound good, which yeah. is something that <laughs> I have learned watching you play because you've been sharing some <laughs> clips of uh, you just like putting stuff in one at a time. It's like, oh right, I don't have to just like
1: <laughs>
4: num, 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 yeah, num, you have to <laughs> slam the
1: face buttons. <laughs> it is very satisfying to do that, though. It um, is, yeah. But yeah, that's Fuser I'm I'm so I'm so so. That's my most anticipated game of the year. Like fuck fuck a Halo. Like fucker, whatever. Like, I, it's the game <laughs> I'm most excited about. Um, yeah, this year,
0: 100. Awesome. Um, yeah. I think if uh, original Sin Two hadn't grabbed me quite as much and made me super excited for baller's Gate Three, I think this would also be my most anticipated. But second place, not bad.
1: If I swear to God, harmonics if you're listening, if you turn this demo off between now and whenever you launch the game, I'm gonna be destroyed. No. Don't, oh, no. Do not turn off this demo for me. <laughs> you can't do this to Nikki. He suffered
0: too much. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a cool place to end it, though. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I like to end on a positive beat like that, much like I do in Fuser every single Ayo. time. I play. Um, oh,
2: Good.
4: Uh,
0: thank you all for listening to another episode of Fan with the Fan Bite Podcast. You can find us on FanBite Me at FanBite Media on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find uh, just links to all the different things that we post all the time. And you can go to fanbite.com slash podcasts to just find all of our podcasts in general because we have a lot of them. They have been split off into their own feeds as a reminder. So if you were a rabid listener of uh, You Love to See It and are wondering where that went, it has its own feed now, and you can go find that. You can go also go find Office Hours, and you can find Numbers Go Up, a show that Merritt and I do together, mm-hmm. which is very fun. It's up every Friday morning. And uh, 99 Potions will be up. Uh, sometime soon, I think. <laughs> we'll see how that goes, I actually. don't know <laughs> when that's going up. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, where can people follow you,
3: Merit, uh, on Twitter? I'm at Merit on Twitter. Join the K-hole. Join the K-hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Hashtag join the K-hole. I, Merit. how did you get the copyright on K-hole? Because, I, I, is that the first, is that, that's a like really, it's really catchy. It sounds good, and I've never heard anybody say well,
3: it before. <laughs> see, the drug people forgot to, uh. To copyright it, they were too busy sort of uh, experiencing ego death. So, mm. ironically, the fact that they were in the K hole meant that they they couldn't get down to the copyright office. So, damn.
0: Nope. Sorry, I'm 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 hearing now that uh, Kellogg owns this one.
3: Oh, special <laughs> oh, K Special
2: K is K hole. Oh. Uh,
0: also uh, interested in the K hole. I'm sure is Danielle Rando. Where can people find you?
4: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it means that you love drugs, Danielle.
2: Oh, well, you can find me uh, making tweets about Lady Macbeth and other things. I think Danielle like loves that. drugs the I'm...
3: least out of anyone here. That's almost certainly true.
2: It's <laughs> not that I don't; it's, it's that I'm not supposed to. She respects to her, her body of...
3: and like it takes it seriously, uh, unlike everyone. Yeah. Oh, no! Fists get soft if you do too That's much. That's true. Maybe.
2: That's true. Or you just don't oh, want to fight people as you much. You smoke weed. your animal gets
3: all soft and then grows hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I gotta go. I gotta
0: go restart that dentist appointment, guys. I'm sorry. I you you finish the rest of this by yourself.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad this happened. Uh, I am at Danielle Ri on Twitter.
1: All right, that's beautiful. And Nikki,
0: where can uh, you the can point? find
1: me on Twitter at gotsua G O D S E W A.
0: And, of course, you can find me on Twitter at at Steven Strum, S-T-E-V-E-N-S-T-R-O-M. Thank you all once again for listening. I know I say that multiple times at the end of every episode, but I mean it at the end of every episode. Oh. And, hey, if you want to say thank you to us, you can go and leave us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice, because it really does help us out a lot. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Uh, and, hey... I think this is, yeah, this is public knowledge now. Uh, these will be now, uh, I think, a little bit better produced going forward after today's yeah. episode. Because I won't be doing it anymore. <laughs> we'll have a professional who does it full-time. Uh, so I'll, even though they won't be on this episode, uh, I want to shout out to one Jordan Mallory, our former evening news writer for fanby.com, who will now be the full-time podcast producer for fanby.com, basically, I think, right? Like, I'm yeah. I'm missing that up.
2: Yeah, he's going to be doing almost every show uh, at least um, hopefully starting basically, well folks will hear this uh, tonight, tomorrow, so you're, you're hearing it about when it all kind of goes into effect. So yeah, Jordan's gonna be our podcast producer, which I'm very excited about, and my schedule is also very excited about
0: it. Oh my fucking god, yes.
2: <laughs>
0: <No one laughs>
2: Steven and John and I are especially excited about it.
0: Yeah, uh, so yeah. you can, hey, you know what, good opportunity to say go to fanbite.com, read of all of our great stuff, I'll maybe actually write an article now. <laughs> uh, Alright. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bye everybody.
4: Bye. 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 Sweet.